Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to part two of the Steelers postgame podcast. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. The Pittsburgh Steelers win 27-24 in week seven. They remain perfect 6-0, now 6-0. And with me, the pro- podcast producer, Brian Anthony Davis, the other co-editor, Dave Schofield, and we've already talked about the offense. So if you happen to stumble upon part two of the podcast and you haven't heard the offensive part, go to part one. And right off the bat, we're getting some uh, we're getting some more uh, – Tips, my gosh, tips, super chats. Mark Davison, who does one of our uh, Steelers touchdown on that crew down there in Australia, give us a a, a dingo dollar. (laughs) Five dollars. I think it's like 50 cents in our money. But anyways, he said that Jordan Jordan Bloke played very well. Uh, Here we go, six and oh. You know, Jordan Berry, I got ripped to shreds. People called me the jinx on Twitter because I said, this is the best I've ever seen Jordan Berry play because he hasn't been having to punt. Yeah. He's just hey. holding. And then he came average in. was 50, and he had both of them inside the 20. Well, I'm so, yeah, okay. I still don't like Jordan Berry. I can't stand him. Everyone, Someone said on Twitter, hey, Jeff, how you feel that Jordan Berry's back? And I just had a picture of someone getting hit in the nuts. And it's like, that's what it feels like. <laughs> So we'll get to the specialists. We'll get to the specialists. We'll grade them out here. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Let's talk about the front seven. We're talking about the defensive line and the linebackers. Vince Williams finishes the day with 10 total tackles, leads a team, nine solo. He had one sack, two tackle tackles for loss, one quarterback hit. TJ Watt, five tackles, four solo, one sack three tackles for loss, a pass defense, and a quarterback hit. Holy cow, that was a day. Um, let's see here. Who else? Alex Highsmith, four tackles, three solo. Stefan Tuitt, 
had a tackle, uh, two quarterback hits. One of them I thought could have been flagged, to be honest with you. Uh, he really drove uh, Tannehill into the ground hard. But, guys, let's grade out the Steelers' front seven. I'm looking for Cam Hayward. He had one tackle and one quarterback hit. Totals for the, the Steelers on the day, two sacks and six quarterback hits. Brian, front seven, what are your thoughts? Great. You know, I'm giving the front seven an A. They uh, controlled the game. They did a very good job of uh, slowing down Derrick Henry. And it's the way they started out, the way they shut down Tannehill at the beginning, helped uh, get them that lead where they weren't worrying about. They took him out of the game. The, he wasn't didn't really have the situational um the presence in that game that he needed to have in the first half. And that's because they shut down Tannehill. The offense also helped by having those long drives. When you only have one minute in the first quarter alone, that's pretty darn good. But the front seven guys like Spillane playing very well. Vince Williams, he's my guy, phenomenal game. And I've, I've got to mention this, our guys from Tennessee Titans weekly, our buddies yeah, um, from the Titans, they're in the house. And uh, I just want to mention to those fellas that uh, Hayward may be long in the tooth, but he's still doing pretty well, fellas. All right. Uh, real quick, before we throw it over to Dave um, to talk about the front seven, let's go over the rushing numbers for the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry, 20 carries, 75 yards, an average of 3.8. He did score a touchdown with a long of 17. Tannehill's two carries for five yards. Jeremy uh, McNichols, one carry for two yards. So Dave, thoughts on the front seven? Go ahead. Well, there's something else that needs to go in there that we even talked about on the preview. And that is, we were also saying, what about Derrick Henry's combined yards? And his combined yards after 75 yards rushing was 72 yards. Wow. Yeah. He had, point. He had two out. receptions for negative three Yards and that negative I, I, three yards was a huge play. Yeah, that made that one was field minus goal, one, and one was minus two. Yep. Yeah, that made that field goal even longer than what it could have mm -hmm. been to possibly send it to overtime. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but I'm I'm just saying I I attribute that to some great work by the front seven. Vince Williams was Vince Williams, and I thought I thought Spillane performed admirably. Man, I'm no wonder he hurt his shoulder on that play. I don't know how he still had a shoulder Oof. left after that play. That I mean, and it wasn't just a good play on him. That was a hard hit by him. That was a hard run by Henry. That was just, I mean, and TJ Watt was coming in from the side at the same time. There was some big plays there. And I, you've got to still tip your hat to the Titans and the way that they, I mean, they played really hard in the second half. But the Steelers front seven, I think that's really what helped them finish out this game to have the victory. I mean, if it's not for that, if it's not for Stefan Tewart basically having a sack where Tannehill just threw it away, which gives him the ball right there yep. and counts as the down. So the only thing it didn't give was a, a sack to to it. Otherwise it's a sack. That's what won the game. That's what made the field go longer. That's, that's how it played out. And um, great job of the guys up front. I'm giving, I'm giving them, I can't say it was a perfect game, so I'll say it's an A. For me, I, I look at – I would love to know the answer of this, and we'll never will unless you knew him personally. I would love to know if Derrick Henry, how would he rank running against that Steelers front compared to maybe anyone else in his career? Because I bet he was – I mean, there were times where T.J. Watt knifing in on and coming downhill and 
hitting tag. You don't see Derrick Henry getting hit in the behind the line of scrimmage as much as he did against the Steelers today. Dan. And dropped. Yes. Sometimes he gets hit, but not yes. dropped. He was there were a couple times he didn't fall forward. That's what everyone's like. Well, he's always falling forward. The Steelers pass their I'm sorry, their rush defense is no joke. Period. Like no joke. And you look at the the Cleveland Browns. I mean, what they did to them last week. You look at this week. The Steelers, if you have any questions about the defense, it better not be with the, the rush defense because they will shut you down. It's going to be crucial going into that week eight game against the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to give the defensive front an A, the front seven. That Spillane hit. I know that they scored. I know they scored on that. But I mean, that's one that if he never starts again, like I don't, (laughs) you know, next year, if he finds himself unemployed and he's, he's a furniture mover or whatever, he can always show that play and say for one down, I took out the biggest, baddest running back in the national football league. What a hit. I mean, I, that was incredible. That was incredible. It, That's Brian, the closest yeah. thing we've ever seen to the Atwater Okoye hit. Yeah, um, in you're right. Years. You're right. But I mean, yeah, that it just came up, and I mean, because of who he hit with him, that was Derrick Henry that he did with that. Well, and Tennessee Titans Weekly said, yeah, he popped him, but he got the worst. Well, of course he got the worst of it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's Derrick Henry. Come on. What's What's great is when you know you're going to get the worst of it, and you do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. Now. uh, Real quick, let's talk about Spillane and the inside linebackers in particular because without Devin Bush, this was our first time seeing a week's worth of planning. Ulysses Gilbert III did see significant snaps. Uh, You could definitely see some confusion, especially late in the game. They were trying to get UG3 onto the field. Uh, They're definitely doing a lot of you know pointing and stuff. There are some wrinkles that need to be ironed out, but after watching this game, let's assume that Robert Spillane has no ill effects of the shoulder that he's ready to go next week. Are you comfortable with the Steelers with Spillane in the middle and then supplementing with UG three? Or are you now thinking we might want to start looking for trade op- options because the dread, the deadline comes up on November 3rd election day. And so the Steelers are running out of time. If they do want to get a deal done, Brian, what are your thoughts? You know, I really like Spillane. I think that makes this team so much of a better running team. I get, excuse me, defense against the running game, but you know, you still have the problem. What Bush was so special at was going sideline to sideline and being that guy that could go ahead and cover cover uh, passes over the middle. Now, they didn't kill you too much over the middle, but the one play that they really killed you on went for a million yards with A.J. Brown, who I think is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, And he had a wonderful game. I played him in my fan duel because I just know how good this guy was. And he went absolutely off and those are the kind of plays that Devin Bush stops so yeah you've got to look around you've got to be on the phone some more the play reminded me of Larry Fitzgerald in Super Bowl 43 where he split the safeties Mm -hmm. and you're like and they're in chase mode see you later (laughs) Dave your thoughts on Spillane and the inside linebackers um I I thought I liked what they did in first watch you know I'm really going to have to look at it again on second watch where I'm where I'm looking specifically at it and to see, you know, try to get a better idea of what they did in certain packages. But think about this. Not only did Derrick Henry have two catches for negative three yards, Jonu Smith, who Brian gushes over, which he should because he's very good, yeah. one catch, nine yards. They did a good job on those aspects. There were some other things. I mean, I don't. 
do you put the AJ Brown thing on the on the inside linebackers? I don't know if I definitely do on that play. Vince Williams almost made that play because um, he got sucked in. But I think overall it it's adequate. And this was the first time they were doing it. I mean, come on, it it wasn't. I mean, they they started this on Wednesday, practicing it. What they were going to have to do without Devin Bush and how they were going to fill in. I I think there's some promise there, but it's going to take at least another week or two to figure it out for sure if it's really going to work long term. Well, and the, the problem is, is that next week, if Spillane's healthy, that's a week you want him healthy because the yeah. Ravens run the ball as well as they do. And then they're a running team, or I would imagine they're going to try to get back to that after coming off their bye week. And you're going to want that run stopping defender, but you got to look down the road and say, with the trade deadline coming up, are we going to be able to pull this off? We'll see. Um, I'm picking up the phone and just seeing what's out there and what's, I'm sure Colbert already did this if he hasn't already and saying like, Hey, you know, uh, who you got, what do you want for him? And can we make something happen? I love Robert Spillane and he'll have a place in Steelers lore after that hit. But at the same time, you know, you got to ask yourself, can we win a Super Bowl with him? Because that's what the Steelers are aspiring to now six and oh, that's not a, that's a good start. That's a, holy cow. You're preparing for a top seed, which by the way, let's, before we go to the secondary, Dave, the ramifications of this win is something you had talked about before winning this game on the road. And you talked mm-hmm. about it stat geek. I mean, my dad's always, he, he say, he always said and says still what you said in your stat geek episode, which is win all your home games and split on the road. And you've got a 12 and four record. Well, the Steelers haven't lost yet, but this is a huge win. I mean, in, in regards to the positioning, I don't think that the Titans are going anywhere. I don't think that they're not going to be in the discussion for the playoffs. The head to head tiebreaker is huge, right, Dave? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When, when I said my other bold prediction was this game isn't going to be one that we think of as being the key game. I don't know that it's going to be Pittsburgh and Tennessee, you know, separated by one spot of the playoffs. You know, I would love to say nothing more that they'd have the chance to meet in the AFC championship game, but they might they might see each other earlier on. So because there, there's still a lot of football to be played. But this is big because when you when you rank your your games in order. First of all, you know, you look at the home and away, like Jeff already mentioned, but you need to win your division games first, your conference game set second, because if you're the thing that hurts you the least is losing um, a non-conference game. And, but with the Steelers playing the NFC East this year, losing a non-conference game is embarrassing. So you don't want to do yes. those either. Yes. So let, let's just, let's just keep winning them all. Well, let's yeah, do that like I like that idea. What do you think about that, Brian? 16 and 0, get that Mohawk for Brian Davis. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, did I say that? We did Dave. You did. That was Mike Hilton. That 10 sacks was the porn stash. 16 and 0 was the Mohawk. Mm-hmm. You I, said it. You. It's on. <laughs> you cannot get out of this. All right. Yeah. That's uh, that's true. I'll I'll go ahead and Can, do that. Here's the thing, guys. Okay. When we look back at the beginning of training camp and even before then, when we talked about not having a lot of uh, fans in the stands, not having training camp, there's one thing that we all agreed upon. When you look at the standings at the beginning, at the end of the year, there is going to be something that is going to really stand out. And it's not going to be a lot of parity in the middle. You're not going to have that. You're going to have a lot of teams. There's, Gonna be somebody that's going 0 and 16, 1 and 15, but there's gonna be a lot of 2 and 14s and 3 and 13s. At the top, you're going to see a lot of 
14 and twos, 13 and threes, and 12 and fours. You're not going to see, you're, you're going to know who the top seven is right away. And you pretty much, there's only nine teams really in it right now for those seven spots. And we pretty much know who those seven spots are probably going to go to at least the top five. They are. If you look at the standings, one loss in Baltimore, one loss so far in Kansas City, you've got one loss in Tennessee, and the Steelers are six and zero, oh. and that's yeah. that could change in one game. So, I mean, it's anybody's conference. So this game is so important to the Steelers, just like Dave said, because now you've got that conference tiebreaker over Tennessee, and now next week becomes so important. The whole thing could. Change. Number five seed, who is Baltimore right now, could be the number one seed at the end of next week. So yeah. you never know. But the bottom line to the Tennessee Titans, they are a very good team. And I, when the Steelers were up by 20, still was not comfortable at all with this game because I know how dangerous they are. We really have to have a great respect for A.J. Brown after that game. And Derrick Henry, you can say you shut him down all you want. He's the real deal. But oh, yeah. the real thing. And, and if he had more time, if they were able to play his game, that could have been very different. And the whole time I'm thinking, just like last week, he could reel off a 94 yarder. He had all those big runs in the playoffs. He could kill you time. And Tannehill's good enough to control those games. So we're going to see these guys again, possibly. Somebody's going to see them and they're going to go far. Yeah, we'll see. Dave, you wanted to chime in before yeah, Brian? Well, yeah, I wanted to ask a question. Sure. Now that it's over, how much of an effect did you think of not having Mike Hilton had on this game? Well, and it would be a good segue into talking about the secondary. Exactly. I think it had <laughs> I think it had a significant effect because Cam Sutton is good, but Cam Sutton does not play the line of scrimmage like Mike Hilton. Does. He doesn't do what Hilton does. No. No. And and when you have both of them, it's perfect because you have Sutton as the dime back and you've got Hilton as his nickel spot. If I'm, if I'm guessing the Steelers probably, if this was a playoff game, I bet Hilton would have tried to go, but the Steelers are probably saying if we give him this week off, he should be good for, for Baltimore, which is the bigger game. It's the bigger of the two games, but I think that there was a noticeable difference. Brian, what do you think? Absolutely. I really like Cam Sutton's game. So hats off to him, but like I, I believe Dave Schofield said it last week that you have the best, the absolute best, you know, nickel corner in the, the game, the slot corner in the game. And that's that's really what Hilton does. And the reason I made that sack bet is because he still has an opportunity to get 10 sacks yeah. or 16 sacks, which was the original Mohawk bet that you guys switched around. No, but Hilton no, is that good. No, we did not I mean, switch that around. No. Yeah, so if you think you're going to get him on the cheap next year, you're not because he's so important to that defense. But they're deep. That helps. Yeah. All right, Brandon Keene gives us a dollar ninety nine. He says Hayden's the weakest link. He's he must play better. Let's talk about. Thank you, Brandon, for the tip. By the way, let's talk about the uh, the secondary. Okay, so first and foremost, Ryan Tannehill finished eighteen of thirty for two hundred and twenty yards, seven point three average, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He was sacked two times. For a 104.9 rating receiving AJ Brown goes off six receptions for 153, 25.5 average one touchdown with a, that 73 of those yards came off of that one catch and run Corey Davis finishes six for 35 Adam Humphreys one for 19. That was that fluke 
oh, fluky geez. crap completion. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then Joni Smith one for nine, and then a couple others for some smaller numbers. The Steelers defenders. Let's look at past defenses. Hayden and Watt had one. Cameron Sutton had two. Terrell Edmonds had two. I thought Terrell Edmonds played a great game. Six total yeah. past defenses. Guys, let's talk about the secondary. Let's grade it out. Go ahead, Brian. I'm going solid with a B on the secondary. I really think that number 34, Terrell Edmonds, is having a really good year. I don't think they were victimized at all. That, you know, that 73 yard play. You take that away, just like we did with the 74-yard run by Miles Sanders a couple of weeks ago against Philly, and you look at it that way, and you're like, okay, they they kind of controlled, um, they kind of controlled the receivers for the most part. I really didn't think the uh, the defensive backs were the reason that they almost lost that game. I thought it was more Ben Roethlisberger, but hey, once again they escaped. But I thought the secondary was decent. Okay, Dave, what, do you, what grade are you giving the secondary? They had some great plays and they had some not so great plays. They were, I mean, and, and they're mainly their, their great plays were in the first half more than anything early on um, those fluky plays that allowed the, the Titans to get the touchdown was kind of one of those, one of those crazy things. I mean, and that's kind of the difference of the game is you've got, you know, Ben Roethlisberger having some of these plays, you know, balls that gets batted around and the Titans end up with, with the turnover. Then, or sorry, takeaway. Then you get plays like that where he overthrows the receiver and bats the ball in the air, and it lands right in the hands of another receiver. So it just—I don't know about you guys. That's just kind of how it felt all game that things things were going to go Tennessee's way, and they weren't going to go the Steelers' way, and yet the Steelers still overcame. I thought that the that the secondary. I'm going to say maybe, uh, I don't know, I'm going to say a B because I don't know that they did anything that amazing all the time, but they also had their struggles at times as well. It was enough to win. Yeah, I'm going to give them a B. I think that the the Steelers secondary, you know, this is a team, the Tennessee Titans, that don't give up a lot of pressures. And so, um, and we'll talk about that pass rush here in a second, but they don't give up a lot of pressure, so you don't have that, I guess you, I want to call it a crutch. You don't have that crutch of, well, if I can just make him go to his third, if they can make him go to his second or third read, I'm fine. You know, I'm going to win that matchup. Well, Tannehill doesn't get taken down that often. And so because of that, he's able to go through his progressions and they were exploited a little bit. So it, it, this is nothing new. I'm going to give him a B. I thought it was a good enough to win. Like Dave said, there's room for improvement, but I will say this. If Joe Hayden is their weakest player, then that's a pretty darn good secondary. Yeah. Cause I think Hayden still has a lot of good football left in him. Real quick, let's talk about the pass rush in specific. We talked about the front seven, but let's talk about the pass rush. They only had two sacks. They did end up with, I believe, six quarterback hits. Yes. And um, what are your guys' thoughts on TJ Watt, Bud Dupree? Like I said, they, they, meaning the Tennessee Titans, had only given up six sacks the entire season, and they gave up two against Pittsburgh. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on the pass rush? I thought the pass rush was still pretty good. Tannehill's a very aware back there at quarterback, you know, so I, I thought TJ Watt was knifing in there quite a bit, but they were also playing against Derrick Henry. They were playing against the run. They were selling out against the run. And that that changed the whole pass rush, rush situation because the entire time you've got to make sure that they're not handing it off to that guy. If 22 is getting the ball, you're dead. So they're looking more at that. And I don't think the, uh, you know, I know they got six hits, but I don't think they were uh, were going after him as much. 
Dave, thoughts on the pass rush? Yeah, I thought it was adequate. I don't think that Tannehill was able to sit back there all day and do, and just do what he wanted to do, which is definitely what, what you didn't want to allow to have happen. He had to hit some things quick. Uh, they got to him when they needed to. And most importantly, they got there to force that big intentional grounding. That's yep. So I, I'm not saying that it was their strong suit, but it definitely – Definitely wasn't a weakness for this team. It continues to do well. I'd like to see more sacks, but you know, wouldn't everybody? Come on. Yeah, they get two again. They only they only given up six sacks in five games coming into yeah. this week, and they got two. That's a that's an accomplishment. Yeah. That's a good that's a good offensive front there. So kudos for that. Um, let's do defensive game ball. If you're giving out a defensive game ball, Brian, who are you giving it to? Vince Williams. That's all I got to say. All right, Dave Schofield, go ahead. Well, he, he took my answer, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna think. You want me to go? No, no, I have mine. Yeah, no, go ahead. I'm going to say I think it should be Vince Williams. So go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna give it to Trell Edmonds because yeah, we bash on this guy. And let me look up his stats. I mean, I don't even. I'm saying this without even looking at the stat line. Edmonds finished with two tackles, two solo, two pass defenses. When I noticed Terrell Edmonds in this game, it wasn't for the wrong reasons. Yeah, and that's something when you're talking about a safety. If you're noticing a safety, something it's either for a big a good play or they're getting gashed down the field. And that's horrible. He had a good pass defense in the end zone on the tight end. He obviously, yeah, he knifed through and, and had a couple tackles uh, behind the line of, at or behind the line of scrimmage. I thought Edmonds, I think Edmonds is slowly improving. I think a lot of fans are typical fans. They're impatient. They don't want to wait. They, they want to see the player step onto the field, a first round pick, and you need to play right now. And he did play right now. He just didn't play up to fan standards. I think he's really maturing. I think he's benefiting from having a safety that's next to him, like Minka Fitzpatrick for the second year and not having to bounce around from one guy to the next. Uh, you think about it, he came in the league with Sean Davis, and then it was someone else. Who, who started week one last year at safety? Who was that? Uh, he didn't finish the year. Cam Kelly. Cam Kelly, yes. He got arrested and they cut him. Um, mm-hmm. Cam Kelly was back there, and then they get Minka Fitzpatrick midseason or early in the season, and he's got, he finally looks like he's meshing with that with that secondary. And that's a good thing. So, okay. Very good. Let's uh, real quick, a couple questions here to finish out the show for, for you guys. And these might be my, some talking points for my let's ride podcast (laughs) on Monday morning or Monday at noon. I'm sorry. How much credit do you give Mike Tomlin for the six and O start to the season? Brian, let's go with you first. I give him plenty of credit. He organized this. He stabilizes this team and there's some genius behind what they're doing. So, Mike Tomlin, you're six and zero, and you deserve it. So you know, pat him on the back and give him the credit he deserves. The one graphic that CBS showed today was the fact that he is uh, right now tied for second place for 13 seasons to start an NFL career without having a losing season. Well, unless disaster strikes, <laughs> half the team you know, gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, six and zero is pretty close to. Uh, Two more wins, that means he's going to be tied for first place there. And that is pretty remarkable. So everything he's doing, I think he is a positive force for this team. They don't, they really don't win despite him. They're winning because of this guy. Dave, what are your thoughts on Tomlin? I think I I think he's got this team mentally in the right place. I I think that he's creating a locker room that is very 
win oriented, very team oriented, very, you know, not me, it's we, you know, from right, right from the very beginning with everything dealing with COVID and the, you know, one fail, all fail mentality. I think that they've kind of used this to bring themselves together. And you, you could tell he was a little chippy at his, uh, at his post game press conference. He wasn't overly happy with everything, but you know, that's kind of, that's good. I don't, I didn't want, I didn't want to see a Mike Tomlin come out here and just happy to get the win. He wasn't, he was not, you could tell he was yeah. not satisfied and that this team has work to do. I like that. I really want to, you know, tip my cap to coach Tomlin. I think when you come to Tom, when you talk about Tomlin, you look at Kevin Colbert and, and how things have really set up well for them this year in terms of the COVID situation. Think about a team like the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Rookie quarterback. You have no in-person workouts, nothing until training mm-hmm. camp. They are the complete antithesis to that. They have a veteran laden team. Yes. They have some rookies that are going to contribute here or there. They're not banking on any of their rookies to have to come in and contribute, but without a preseason, especially he has gotten this team off to a fast start and they're well-prepared. Uh, you, you think about what he described, the way that he described a quality football team, find my notes here. Here we go. A complete football team. He was asked about this on Tuesday. He said a complete football team. They can win in many ways. Steelers check. They have depth check. He said they have a high floor, meaning that sometimes the worst that they play is still good enough to win a lot of games. I'd say check. They're consistent in consistency guys. You would say check, right? I think they're, they're tough to beat. They don't beat themselves. I mean, they're not a highly penalized team this year. I mean, they had more penalties today than they usually do, but I mean, they're not a highly penalized team. So kudos to Mike Tomlin. I think he deserves a ton of credit. Steeler fans hate, not not all, but there's a good majority that hate to give him credit for anything. I think he deserves a ton of credit, and so does Kevin Colbert. Speaking of the front office, Tom Muir says he gives us $5 in the tip jar. says if Omar Khan, another genius in the Steelers front office, is savvy enough, they should tell Bud and TJ either one stays and one gets paid or both take a little less and end up in the Hall of Fame as the best outside linebacker duo. I'm not so sure how that's going to work out. Uh, you know you're going to pay TJ Watt. Not sure if you're going to be able to afford to pay Bud Dupree, so we'll see about that. All right, last question for you guys here. So far, we're six games in, and the Steelers have beaten some not-so-good opponents, and they've beaten some pretty solid opponents with winning records in back-to-back weeks. How confident are you right now that the Steelers can hang with anyone? Dave, I'm going to start with you this time. Hang with anyone? They can beat any team in the NFL. Exactly. I think and they it- can hang with an- with anyone. Like you say, this was another one of those not perfectly played games, obviously with the three turnovers and everything, and yet you still came out on top over an undefeated team on the road. You know, that says a lot. So they can hang with anyone. And I think they, you know, if things are going their way, then I don't think there's anyone that that that, that takes them down. If you know what I mean, I yeah. honestly think, but the thing is a lot of times the Steelers and things going their way is a lot of times their own making, you know, I still think that that first interception by Ben just had might've changed his mentality just a little bit. It just didn't seem like the same offense after that. So you've, you've got to get rid of those things. You've got to keep moving. You can't let those things bother you. I think if, when the Steelers get rolling, look at this first half and that shows that they can do that they can stick with anybody in this league. Brian, what are your thoughts on that situation? 
How many times over the years have you watched a New England Patriots game and they're on the ropes? You're like, finally, they're going to lose. And they find a way to win. And it's not the prettiest of wins. And that's really what the Steelers are doing. They are win ugly. Yeah, they're able to get bounces their way. They're able to, most importantly, overcome stumbles along the way. And this team last year or two years ago really couldn't do that. But they're like, all right, we screwed up here. Just like an animal house. All right, we screwed up. But you know what? They could turn around and say, all right, let's, uh, boys, it's time to, uh, just like the program, put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner. And that's exactly what they do. That defense stepped up at the end. Dave keeps on citing uh, Stefan to it. And that, uh, and that uh, what was it, a third down play? That was where. Or it was, yeah, that second down play where the, the loss of downs. And it was it was absolutely fantastic because he forced that. That should have been a sack. In fact, I'm not understanding why it's not a sack um, in his stat column. Because that was really something that, that he forced. And the defense was able to do that. They pick themselves up when they need to pick themselves up. That's what makes a good team. So to answer your question from long ago, yeah, not only can they hang with anybody, but they could go ahead and control games now, which they weren't able to before. They controlled this entire game. They did let the Tennessee Titans back in it, but when it's time to say enough is enough, they're able to put their foot down. The uh, These next few games are going to be really important for me as I watch the Steelers. If you think about this win, going to Tennessee, going to Nashville, it's not an easy place to play. This is the most. These are the most fans the Steelers have played with in attendance yet this season. And they find a way to beat an undefeated Titans team. Next week's going to be telling as well, because to me, a Super Bowl contender can take their show on the road and still play their game and still win the way that they want to. And so the Steelers winning this game, I don't care what it looked like. Winning this game is huge. They found a way to win. I also think next week in MT Bank Stadium is going to be a very, very important talking point and a could be a step off point for the Steelers in terms of if they win this game, you get a two game lead in the division. It's going to be huge real quick. Snowman gives us $5 in the tip jar. Snowman. He says, I want to apologize for my absence. I'm dealing with the death in the family. Snowman is a regular in our uh, super in our live chat. We've missed Thank you, you for the tip. We've missed you, buddy. My prayers go out to you and your family. Um, hope that, uh, just condolences. That's all we can say. Yeah. We're praying for you. So thank you very much for that tip. We appreciate it. Um, Real quick, final thoughts to end out the show. Brian, start with you. 6-0, and and they're doing it their way. Thank you, Frank Sinatra. Dave Schofield, go ahead. <laughs> hey, do you realize that the Steelers have outrushed their opponent every game so far? I did not know that. They did. And they've only given up 100 yards in one game. And it wasn't wow. to the Cleveland Browns, and it wasn't to the Tennessee Titans. It was to the Denver Broncos. So they got to keep that defense rolling. They're... It, NFL offenses score. That's what they do. That's just the way it works. It's hard to get that completely shut down defense anymore, but this defense is still doing very special things. Um, so keep it rolling. Hey, big week coming up. Purple week. Oh, Ravens, Ravens hate week, as I call it. Yep. Um, so here we have Pittsburgh Steelers. My final thought, 6-0. and You can't ask for anything more. The only thing that you can ask more for are style points. I wish it wasn't, I wish it was a blowout. I wish they would have won by more. You're six and oh, period. 
That's all that matters. That is literally all that matters. And every single fan should be able to sit back and just enjoy this. I know I am. And it's great when, you know, the, the Steelers win and the rest of the week, you're just enjoying it. Just enjoy it. But I also have to suggest that if you're going to enjoy it, enjoy it with Behind the Steel Curtain. And that's BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. I mean, I, I got to be honest. Our site, I've been the editor in some way, shape, or form with this is my sixth or seventh season. Never been better. It has never been better than what it is right now in terms of the quality of work. You got Jeffrey Benedict's Film Rooms, KT Smith. You got the podcast platform. We'll talk about that in a sec. Dave's doing great work with Breaking News. Uh, you got Michael Beck chiming in. He, he's got a good feel for what the fans want to discuss and talk about. And then our podcast platform has exploded as well. We're giving you a ton of content. And if you're someone that just wants to hear about the Steelers, you could literally listen to our podcast platform all day. So get it wherever you listen to podcasts, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, Spotify, you name it, follow so you don't miss a thing. This is our best podcast. Why? Because the Steelers win and they're 6-0. <laughs> and out. There you go. So with that said, I'm Jeff Hartman for Brian Anthony Davis and Dave Schofield. Thank you for watching or listening. We appreciate it. Steelers 6-0 and oh, and Ravens hate week starts right now. right now. We hate the Ravens. Let's go Steelers. Here we go. We'll see you next week on another post-game podcast. Take it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.